Happy birthday, Than. Now, bow before the greatness that is Barry Horowitz. Big, huge, happy birthday for my new best friend and best fan, Than Arnold. I know I got your name right. It's a heck of a name. It's different. I like it. You could probably use it on the indie scene if you're an indie wrestler. I don't know. All I know is that you are my new number one fan. After I led, read your cameo about giving me so much props, thank you so much. I'm glad I made your Saturday morning the best. I appreciate it. I appreciate you following me on Peacock. I'll still be there. Uh, I'm overwhelmed right now. Fan, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful, safe, happy birthday. And besides the major pat on the back and Mr. Technical Barry Horowitz, legendary Jewish wrestler, according to AEW, if you don't believe me, check it out. I got to say, I got a little bit of a verbal present for you. Are you ready for it, Fan? Riddle me this, Batman. Who's the best wrestler alive? And why am I? Happy birthday, Than. February 6th, Superstars. February 6th, 1993. Welcome to Saturday Morning Superstars. I did work my way through that one. <laughs> wow. Ah! Uh, it's getting worse. I ate popcorn. I thought, yeah, I'm going to record a podcast and eat popcorn before. That's smart. Peanuts are bad. Anything with like a, a really like hard, salty texture, like Fritos. Awful. Mm -hmm. Absolutely awful before you have a podcast. Have an intervention. Yes. Do not eat Fritos. You can't you can't podcast on Fritos, man. Mm -hmm. Way off. Gotta handle your snacks. Well, I am dumb. And I am fan. And we're remembering to do the intro in the proper spot. Yay. I don't have to cut and paste it from the end to the beginning. <laughs> you couldn't tell at all. It was flawless. That's right. Absolutely flawless every single time. Thank you, Descript. The program oh. of choice to edit our podcast. We're here celebrating our midlife crisis by watching early 90s professional wrestling. It is February 6th, 1993. Yes. Where where are we? Because this place looks small. It's still the same goddamn place. We are once again, I thought we'd be in a new place, but we're still in San Antonio, Texas, where we have been for the last, I would say, at least two weeks, if not three weeks. It's stinking. Yeah, since before the Rumble. I think it was the episode before the Rumble, so it would be three weeks that we came to San Antonio. It looks like an impact taping. That's how small <laughs> this venue looks. This is a high school gym on steroids. Yeah. That's about it, with an upper tier. We get an intro. Where they took out everybody who's not here anymore. Yes. Still the same amount of, of macho. We don't get extra strength macho. We just get 
Regular strength macho. Oddly enough, more macho than we had when he was champion. <laughs> but yes, well, we see enough of him as he is in the commentator's booth with the King and Vince as well. Starting us off, it is U.S. versus Japan, everybody. It's World War Three. where WWF <laughs> is starting it right here. We're going to drop the bomb. They are still dredging up Pearl Harbor. December 7th. 1941, a date which will live in infamy. Yes. <laughs> and it's 93. This is like 50 years later. <laughs> For all of you that remember Pearl Harbor. A date which will live in infamy. We're coming to get you again. Was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. We got the Macho Man Brett the Hitman Hart in in here. I did notice that. I I called in Bret Hart attire: black, silver, and pink. Yep. The king is in his regal garb, and he's rolling his eyes. I like the king's garb. He's got the lapel with the with the gold sequence around it. He's got the epaulets off the sides. He's got his very, very regal, bedazzled crown in his hand, sporting the very trim cut mullet, I will say. One of the cleanest mullets I've ever seen. Yes. It's like not full hockey hair. No, <laughs> but it's not, it's not out of control. It's not like too wavy and crazy. He's it, like, it looks like it's, it's nicely groomed in the back. Yes. Vince McMahon is here while he was actually CEO of the company. <laughs> Yes, still part of the company at this point in 1993. Yes, not so much anymore. Yeah, Duggan is going to face Yoko, and all Duggan has to do is get Yoko off his feet. Yes, so I guess I wasn't paying attention because I thought this was supposed to be a full-blown match. It felt like they built it last week. It was Hacksaw against Yoko, so they never said anything about the stipulations of this match going out of last week. But yeah, apparently this isn't even a match. It's just Hacksaw trying to knock Yoko off his feet. Yeah, they did a couple stunts like that with Yoko, like on the battleship, can anybody body slam Yokozuna? Mm -hmm. But didn't Macho get him off his feet in the Rumble? He did. Yeah. Those of us with fishbowl brains might not have remembered that. I feel like he was he was on the mat for a little bit there. I don't know if it was you yeah, know, Macho him knocking him down or yes, something. Yes, he certainly did because the Macho got out by trying to pin Yoko like a moron. Yeah, yes. And Yoko body pressed him outside uh, of the ring. Outside the ring, yeah. But yeah, he was definitely on his back. So we don't remember that from two weeks prior to no. this. Well, Yoko has never been knocked off his feet within the last two weeks. In our defense, we recorded that like six weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. It was yet to air, but... For those of you it, listening, it, it was way two in weeks. the can. That's, that's <laughs> way back in the can. Yeah. Doink is going to wrestle for the first time on TV for us. Yes. We're going to have Bam Bam Bigelow. Mm-hmm. We're going to have the Beverly Brothers. They yeah. always show hugging. I don't know what they're trying to insinuate there. <laughs> man, it's just another layer to their gimmick, man. We, we just don't know. They are an anomaly. They are an enigma. They are. We don't know what they are, and that's just the way they like it. One of the shortest matches of all time is about to occur. Actually, there's a lot of short matches on this show. Like, really, yes. really quick matches. We get to the Nasty Boys. Yeah, I think they tried to stick in as many sort of bookend matches around the whole hacksaw yoko fiasco that we're going to watch later yeah there's a lot of recapping a lot of here's what's coming up next a lot of i don't know side story yeah but not a lot with yeah. the matches 
There's a new plant in town. So we've been seeing the obvious Pro t-shirt plants. Mm-hmm. And then the WWF logo shirt plants. Okay. We have a Caesar's Palace plant as, as Sags ah. is walking in. A little bit before 2 minutes, 30 seconds in, you'll see a guy wearing a Caesar's Palace shirt. Yeah, yeah. No one in San Antonio came to the show wearing a Caesar's Palace shirt. <laughs> That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Unless they found him like up in the top tier and said, we need you in the front row. That didn't happen. We have two red tights that look like they actually wrestled, did they? Not so much. So we hmm. have Dave Sirguelo, Sir, Sir which we saw, uh, I don't know if it was last week or maybe, I actually I think it was the week before Royal Rumble, we saw him get pummeled by The Undertaker. He's the one that The Undertaker tried all sorts of new moves on. So he has uh, just a couple of men matches that all happened within this weekend this is it yeah <laughs> one is against the undertaker one against the nasty boys here and then i believe one against skinner as well does this seem like there's some red tights that got their shot got on tv and decided this life is not for me i, I guess so like well i mean i don't know I, obviously i don't think the site that i go to is crazy accurate i'm sure they had several matches outside of this it's just the ones that people were able to find and document that they had been a part of so i mean i don't know he might have done something after this in some local you know, wrestling conglomerate around uh, San Antonio. But as far as anything that we're able to, you know, capture on physical documentation, this is it. They're so irrelevant that Vince calls one of them pink tights. Yes. I believe that's Dave. So, so, so I can't even say his last name. We're just going to call him Dave. Yeah, because he was wearing the same pink tights against The Undertaker. The Nasties spend about five seconds beating the crap out of less talented Farouk. He's what I'm going to call this guy. <laughs> Yes, he does kind of look like a, a not-so-great Farouk there. Robert Taylor had five matches documented to his name, 91 through 93, and that was about it. Well, he gets to do the pit stop and then is thrown into his tag team partner. Yeah, right away they go into the pit stop. They were playing all the hits right off the bat. Listen, there's some groups that had some hits last week. We keep our stuff current. Yeah, they're In like, guys, you, you got a minute and a half. Yeah. you got that was, That's it. That's all you get. Yeah. Right, right to the pit stop, throws him into the corner to tag Dave, who Vince called Mr. Pink Tights. Mr. And he goes right into the spinning head drop that Sags, I think it is, I always forget which one's which. Sags is blonde. Nobs is blonde. Nobs is blonde. Nobs grabs him by his head, spins him around, and just slams his head into the ground. That would have been impressive had I not seen what the Beverly Brothers do later in this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that. (laughs) That is the fatality of the night. (laughs) I kept kept rewinding that just to make sure he wasn't dead. I was bringing in family members. I'm like, (laughs) Anita, you got to see this. And she's like, oh my God, you can't fake that. He's no, dead. That he's guy's dead. Who did? Oh, oh. I can't wait to get there. Oh, we don't have much. We get that. We get a pump handle slam mm-hmm. and just bring it in. That's it. During this whole match, they're pushing the Nasty Boys versus Money Inc. I'm assuming that match is going to happen at some point in the near future because they seem to be the only credible opponent for Money Inc. at this point. We right. don't see, you know, the natural disasters doing too much. They're kind of going on the back burner. We'll, we'll talk about high energy a little bit later too. Yeah. Uh, there's really not too many credible opponents for the Money Inc. So it's all Nasty Boys versus Money Inc. at this point. Yeah, we get the slam to the mat and then sags off the top rope. Like, how's Macho Man not pissed with this flying elbow <laughs> or shit? Over here, we got some perpetrators. 
Yeah, he doesn't even mention it. I'd be, what the hell's going on? <laughs> Figure something else out. <laughs> you can you can do a twist. Something. <laughs> yeah, well done. Come on. Give me some flips. All right. Everybody I wanted to date in high school is shown in oh. the aisle after the match. It's very oh. sad. Do we need to talk, though? No, I'm okay. <laughs> it all worked out. Doing fine. Oh, yeah. The replay is of the pit stop. But the magistrator pops in and draws some deodorant for these guys. Oh, no, it's not deodorant, Dom. Oh, that's right. It's a can of Raid that looks <laughs> like deodorant. I wanted to know if they had, like, roll-on Raid. Like, if you just would, like, get down on your cockroaches and, and roll it on <laughs> as opposed to spraying them. You never know. You never uh, know. That could have been a product. Always be closing. Always be closing. Genius here with the 1993 Spring merchandise mm -hmm. catalog why are we have the spring merchandise catalog on february 6th <laughs> is anybody's guess well as you know with any retailer you're you're selling by the time february comes around you're selling your summer bikinis right you're so, selling into the next season they already yeah. have their winter shit yeah wwf is on top of that and they're selling quickly to get their summer and spring stuff out there they want people get, to get their easter wwf outfits there's a, a two-page spread of brett merch so we're mm -hmm. plugging the champ, which I, I appreciate that. And then there's a piece of merchandise I very much remember, which is the Bret Hart teddy bear. Oh, yes. Yeah, that, yeah, that was a big deal. I remember the Bret Hart teddy bear. Yeah, it, it's wearing his glasses, so you, you get, like, free glasses with him. Yeah. They've also got the Bret Hart sleeper shirt for the ladies. <laughs> for the ladies. Down at the bottom there, the gigantic pink shirt with a picture of Bret on the, on the front of it. All right, are you ready? Oh, is it time? It is time. I'm on this. All right. All right. What, are we we doing? what are we looking up first? We have a Bret Hart teddy bear. Ooh, Bret Hart teddy bear. Bret Hart teddy bear on eBay. Price is right. Price is right. Do we have several of them, or are we just looking for... I, I only see one. Okay, I'm going to say... And it doesn't even have the glasses. It is Ooh. incomplete. Minus the glasses. Uh, I'm still going to go with somebody's trying to get 80 bucks out of you on that one. Someone is trying to get $250.73 plus $16.10. That's specific. $16.10 for shipping. That's crazy. I don't know. I don't no. know. Bret Hart teddy bear? No. He's going to no. die with that. He's dying yeah. with that. Yeah, that's in a box somewhere in your basement. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Sorry. I was way off on that one. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, I would not have gotten the to the showcase show yet on that one. Sidetrack here, but do you remember I used to buy these freaking shirts just to wear? Yeah. <laughs> remember that shirt? Going for a thousand dollars. Nice. A thousand dollars. The Bret Hart merch. He's not even dead. Yeah, I, I would have worn that shirt because I used to like buy like Disney sleeper shirts and wear them as normal shirts. I could house a small family under my shirts yeah, at that point. You're you're big on the big clothing. Yeah. For a long time there in the early yeah, 90s. Yeah, to your early 40s. This would have been perfect timing for me. I would have saw that shirt and said, I want that shirt. Even though it is being modeled by two women right now. Well, just in case you missed the last three weeks, Gene is here for you. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, uh, we got a lot going on. And I liked how it says, like, if you missed the pay-per-view, you'll never know what you missed. But we're still going to show it to you. you. Boy, did you miss out. But guess what? Here it is. You don't, you don't have to pay for shit. Yeah, thank God my parents didn't see this episode. They're like, why did we buy it? They just showed you everything. <laughs> they just showed you everything you need to know about the Royal Rumble in the span of five minutes. 
So always be closing part two. Always be closing. We can get the Coliseum video of Royal Rumble 1993 as they show the entire beatdown. Yeah. Of Giant Gonzalez just kicking the ass of the Undertaker while Damien Demento's outside of the ring wanting none of it. <laughs> yeah, Damien should have like sat down at Flair's buffet table over yeah. here and watched so, this whole thing go down. <laughs> the VIP section from. <laughs> Flair to the gold. That's what they needed. Yeah. Yeah, they show the whole thing uncut. They even show like Erwin R. Shaster coming in and not wanting to get in the ring. Yeah, just kind of hanging out and waiting for Giant Gonzalez to get out of the way so they could continue with the match. Yeah, I mean, there's no editing at all. They're just like, we'll just show you the whole thing. Yeah. They're not even going to cut to major parts. Then they get this interview, which I loved how it was shot. Mm -hmm. They have Harvey Whippleman, who's all of like five foot nothing. A hundred and nothing. Oh, he's perfect manager for Giant Gonzalez because it just makes Giant Gonzalez look that much taller. He looks twice his size easily. Yeah. They may have even put one of them up and the other one even down because Giant Gonzalez looks even bigger than he should. Can you see his feet? But they're shooting it up. Yeah, yeah okay, so okay. You're looking up to them. Gonzalez's elbow is at Whippleman's head. Giant Gonzalez, he's not alive anymore, right? He's dead. Did, is he good? He's, he's got to be like dead from like gigantism or something like that. Could be. Like people this tall do not. No, acromedical is bad news. Long. You have to actually take care of that. Yeah. Come on, doctor. Doctor He's Internet. Was. Oh, yeah, was. I thought so. You never want to see the Wikipedia thing say was. Does it say, does it say a date? 2010. Oh, so he actually lasted fairly long after this. 66 to 2010. Okay. All right. So 44. No, 40. Am I doing? No, I'm not doing my math right. Yeah, 44. It's young. Uh, yes, but... exactly right. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Hey. Wow. You think they buried him in the suit? I think that's why they had to bury him. <laughs> I would be walking around in the forest all the time if I was this size and I had this suit. Nobody would be able to ever take a picture of you. No, it always, always come, come out, blurry. out blurry. Always. <laughs> but I would just fuck with people nonstop if I was Giant Gonzalez. Um, why'd you wear the suit to the family pictures again? <laughs> God damn it. Oh. He's just going to mess it up. Whippleman says that the Undertaker ruined Kamala, so Giant Gonzalez is going to ruin the Undertaker. It's sad because, you know, I thought Kamala would come back on an upswing, but I feel like he's being knocked down to total B status oh, with, this, sure. whole, with all, this whole storyline here. They haven't given him anything. Our next red tight is Rudy Huxtable. I can't do a good enough Bill Cosby. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> got, yeah, we our our red tights tonight are a sad lot here, but I have to give it. I I was almost gonna give Rudy Flores my red tight of the night just because he had two matches which occurred this weekend. Mm. One was against Bam Bam, which we're about to see, and the other was against Yoko. So they <laughs> threw this guy to the wolves. Yeah. Hardcore. This, Feel bad for this guy. This guy faced a thousand pounds this weekend. <laughs> Bam Bam's in his uh, too much yellow outfit. Yeah, please get rid of this outfit. Stay with the black. Stay yeah. with the black. You look it's good the, in black. You, it's, it's yellow it's, legs. Makes him look like a chicken. It's really slimming. <laughs> looks like Big Bird. God, Bam Bam's fast because all he does is just run into the sky full steam into every corner he can. Yeah. Another very, very quick match. The commentary is pretty much just talking about Hacksaw and Yoko. Vince tries to make a joke. I have it in my notes here about Japanese. I'm not quite sure what he said, but uh, something's coming up and it didn't come off right. Oh, yeah. It was something like a Hacksaw would have to be able to lift a Toyota. Yeah. And Vince is like, 
Toyota. I thought you were speaking Japanese. Toyota, uh, yes. Suzu, like he's yeah. just listing cars. Yes. Yeah, not not too great. No, that doesn't age well. <laughs> Nothing about Vince aged well. No, no. His <laughs> his jokes were dated at this point. In 93, they were dated. All right, from the bell to the headbutt is under a minute. Yeah, I believe it. It is. It, it was quick. It, you know, he comes and he runs the guy over and he just basically heads almost straight to the, you know, the top turnbuckle to do his headbutt. He's like, I'm in, I'm out. Give me my money. Yeah. The match I'm starts done. 11 minutes and some change and it ends 12 minutes and some change. It's That's, literally yeah. a minute. Okay. So I'm going to commentate right off of that. So we have a knee to the chest, headbutt thrown to the corner, thrown across the ring to the corner, big slam in the corner by Bam Bam. We've got Rudy down on the mat, big headbutt just falling on his head right there in the middle of the mat, quick little body slam, boom. And then we head to the turnbuckle for the headbutt. It takes him longer to get up to the top rope than it did for that whole sequence of moves and headbutt, boom. Game over. Rudy Flores is a flattened pancake. Always be closing. A, B, C. Again. WrestleMania. WrestleMania Sunday, 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 April 4th. They blocked out the number. But they said but it out loud. They still say it out loud. They don't like beep it out. No. So <laughs> here's what I think we should do, Then. Okay. All right. We call 1-800-6- yeah. Three four six six nine eight and go to WrestleMania nine <laughs> to buy my WrestleMania nine we'll, tickets. Yeah, we'll get WrestleMania nine tickets and show yeah. up. I've always wanted to go to Vegas. Right. Let's go to Caesar's Palace in we'll Vegas. Go to Caesar's Palace and watch WrestleMania nine. Apparently, we could get tickets. I'm assuming Caesar's is still there, right? Oh yeah, I, I thought so. I'm sure it's worked up, but I would love to go see the venue where this was because from what I remember of WrestleMania nine. It was not a very large venue. No, they just like built it into the parking lot. Yeah, pretty much. It wasn't like when it was at Trump's Plaza. Like mm -hmm. they said it was at Trump's Plaza. It was really at the convention center. Yeah. Which is now Boardwalk Hall, which is yeah. an actual like arena. Yeah. It's a piece of shit arena, but it's an arena. <laughs> it is home. Yeah. Of the world's largest pipe organ. Ooh. Boardwalk Hall has the world's largest pipe organ. And can you play this pipe organ? It works kind of. Look, the right. only, the world's largest fully functioning pike organ. Mm -hmm. You should know this one too. It's in the Wanamaker building right next to City Hall. Oh yeah, Hall. yeah. Yeah. I've seen that one. Yeah. That's the, that's the largest working pipe organ in the world. Nice. In Philly represent. Woo! But the largest one ever that is not yes. completely functional. The largest so, organs and cream cheese. That's right. But that would have been cool if they had played, I guess the Undertaker wasn't around WrestleMania four or five. No. Like they played his music on the one largest pipe organ. Pipe organ. Oh, that would have been awesome. <laughs> that would have been cool. I would have been there. Yeah. All right. Mo Moonster's in at the event center. Yep. He's he's pushing the, the WrestleMania. And we've got, you know, of course, the big match for this one is going to be, or what we think is going to be, Brett versus Yoko. But anything can happen. Yeah. Like maybe Which, a guy we haven't seen for a year shows up and just grabs the title for no reason. He's going to have the title instead. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah, everybody loved that angle. <laughs> we get a boss man promo out of this whole thing. And boss man's doing his thing. I, I have to say, as of right now, as far as promos go, he's up there. You got the Nasty Boys up there. You got Money Inc up there those are some of the best promos that we're that we're getting in the business right now bossman dies too young but of course looking at him now he's either sweating his ass off just standing there yeah or he just took a shower with the police gear on he keeps like doing these like right from a match or something 
Like, he like comes back behind the curtain and like, they're like, boss man, you want to do their promos? You want to take a shower and do your promos? He's like, no, let's just do them now. Let's get them out of the way. Or they're like, boss man, we got to do your promo now. They're union crew here. Like we got to go now. <laughs> and he's like coming out. He's got shampoo in his hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah boss man says, you got to be believe in something. He's like, do unto others. So I guess that means beat them up at three in the morning with a with bunch a, of your friends. <laughs> in a three by three cell or yes. whatever it was. <laughs> yes. And Nails is like, fuck you. Yeah. yeah. We also get a Damien promo. Hey. Yeah. Hey, y'all straight from the Bronx. So here I am. I'm still talking about voices over here. These voices I hear is going to tell me what is to take place. But apparently they wouldn't tell me what would take place in the rumble because <laughs> I lost. So lost faith. This will last forever, or for as long as it lasts. <laughs> as long as forever is going to be, and forever is, and however yeah. long forever will be, kind of. If, if that's what my new tagline is, it's a horrible tagline. But that's what I'm going with, because that's forever. And then he becomes the king and I. With yeah. the, so it is written, so it shall be done, by Yul Brenner. So let it be written, so let it be done. Yeah. I hate Damien Demento so much. <laughs> mm -hmm. I can totally see why this gimmick did not last. No. Does he right. even make it to WrestleMania 9? Because I know he doesn't have a match there. Oh, who cares? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't imagine, like, this, this lasts too much longer. Like, a lot of these people we're watching right now are not in WrestleMania 9. No. Or maybe, yeah. well, I mean, that's, isn't that how WrestleMania is now? Like, you yeah. have all these guys wrestle all year. And then WrestleMania 9 is a bunch of people from yesteryear, oh, yeah. a bunch of stars, and no one else. You can't get on the card as a wrestler for the WWE. No. And you're like, because WrestleMania is like the spectacle. It's like the one show a year that people that don't normally watch wrestling will watch wrestling. So they want to see people that they can relate to, I guess. That's their line of thinking on that. I mean, for something that's now like, what is it, seven and a half days long, you think they'd mm -hmm. be able to get their current wrestlers on the card in something other than a battle royal. Yeah. This is a line that I thought was hilarious. Damien Demento gets finished with his uh, King and I rip, and Sean Mooney goes, I guess Damien Demento has been listening to Yoko Ono's <laughs> CDs backwards. I think if you listen to them forwards, you probably be the same way well that was my thing what's the difference if you listen <laughs> what direction you, can't really you listen, tell. <laughs> listen to a yoko ono album in any direction yeah, yeah it's gonna be exactly the same yes her music's a palindrome it really it is, is it is of pretension of cacophony <laughs> yes. yeah once again available on coliseum home video on february 11th royal rumble 1993 yes buy your vhs tapes no you more beta you couldn't could you buy vhs tapes yet I mean, VHS tapes were like 150 bucks, and that's why you had to rent them. And they didn't drop in price for the consumer until much later, where it's like affordable, like 20 bucks. I started buying VHS tapes of like WrestleMania at 14. Mm -hmm. I bought, well, no, I'm sorry, because I bought the box set of 1 through 13 when it came out. And I bought that through the, the site. And I think that was just like over 100 bucks. No, it was 90. It was $90 for WrestleMania's 1 through 13. And then to con continue my set, I would buy them year after year there. And I would say they were like, you know, mid-20s at that point. And so that would have been, you know, WrestleMania 14 was five years from there. 98. 98. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if they're selling video cassettes at a, at a affordable price. I didn't have to worry about it 
My VCR was so old that it was built to break apart in half. You put one half in an enormous bag. That bag had a hole in the bottom where you plugged in a camera that had a cord. Oh my God. And it would record onto the other half of the VCR. Wow. Because it had this ability, if you plugged in another VCR into it, it just figured it was the camera. And you could just record the tape that was going yeah. into the other thing. And it beat like every copy protection there. Wow. So even if it was slathered in copy protection, it just figured that the camera was plugged in mm. and you can record tapes. That's amazing. I heard you could. That's, oh, I never oh, tried yeah. it. Oh, I'm sure. Because that heard, would be stealing. Though. Yeah, I heard it was possible to rent something <laughs> from Blockbuster, oh. pl plug in a VCR into this other half of a, of a camera VCR. Yeah and be able to do couldn't have learned that from the internet because there was no there was internet. no internet no one knew how to do this, this is, i found it out much much later yes yeah yeah exactly homoeroticism abounds as we once again <laughs> oh, i just have in my notes i don't need to see this again yeah yeah the yeah. lex luger unveiling we already discussed this so can we just go past it if you want to hear that rant you can go listen yeah, to a couple oh, yeah go see the rumble part one yeah please in the archives Reno Riggins, this dude I know. This guy's okay. been around. Yes, so Reno Riggins became like a thing, not so much in the WWF, but he real name, Neil Hargrove, 124 matches yeah. on the site between 88 and 98. Did a lot of work in the NWA, WWF, the SMW. Whoa. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> that's, that's a real hardcore wrestling yeah. promotion there. Why is everybody dressed like Demolition? I don't know. It was cosplay night here in SFW. <laughs> we got the HWA. I don't know. I was trying to look up what these were, and there was nothing. And then he had a match in the CWA, which was located in Germany, which that was for a title. But unfortunately, all of these matches, he was defeated. Everything that I looked at down the list, even though he was all over the place for 10 years, never won a single match. Get out of here. Yeah. That's horrible. Dwight comes in and the crowd is just shaking their head like this is the dumbest thing they've ever seen. Yeah. Well, he comes down to evil midi carnival music. <laughs> this was just awful, awful stuff. And he's he's got like a balloon animal. So that, that just didn't make sense. And yeah, it, you get all these kind of non-reactions from the crowd. Like the, there's booze, you know, that kind of stuff. But I don't know if that was pumped in. It just looks a little bit, it looks a little fishy. Yeah. Reno Riggins tries to do a, an offensive move where he rolls in a somersault, springboards up to take Doink out in the corner, but mm -hmm. Doink is nowhere to be seen. And then yeah. Doink has the weirdest roll-up of all time to pin this guy. He basically yeah. sits on his face, sits on my face tell me puts his legs over his arms and grabs Reno's yeah. feet to pin him. Yeah, it's like a, it's it's like he's making him into a toboggan. That's what that looks like. And the only thing I can think of is, where's Doink's ball story? <laughs> you know, there's a lot of these moves that I see. Where <laughs> there's just like, you know, like Yoko's finishing move. He's just like, I've got my balls in your face. <laughs> you know he's saying that. Some of these, like, as we're going to get to the hacksaw match, he's like, here's my balls once. Here's my balls twice. Ooh, I'm going to put the flag down. Here's my balls three times. <laughs> Doink, after the win, brings his balloon animal over to Reno Riggins only to pop it. Yeah. Well, I don't know what to say about it. I guess that's that's a heel move for a, an evil clown. 
Yeah, I mean, there's not much to this match, and even during this not much of a match, they're promoting the WWF magazine where they have the clown beat up crush article. Yeah, well, of course, that's that's the big push here to get through into WrestleMania 9 because that's going to set up our match between Crush and Doink. Perfect shows up for a promo where he's making fun of the narcissist's body (laughs) by unveiling this guy he's calling Lex Luger, who's just this skinny dude in tidy whities The problem I had with this entire promo is even the skinny dude has a better body than patient. (laughs) Yeah, he did. I was like, God damn it. The guy they're teasing is more fit than, than me. Yeah, and he's sitting there in his tidy whities My whole thing with this was, if I didn't know any better, like if I hadn't been watching since last November, I would have thought Mr. Perfect was still a heel. Yes. Because, you know, he starts making fun of this dude, you know, uh, and then he beats the shit out of him at the end of it. <laughs> he's just like, he's like, I don't know who this guy is, but I'm still going to beat the shit out of him. Just because, you know, he's my version of Lex Luger. That's such a heel move. Well, a telltale sign that our heroes are in trouble is when you have the main event in the middle of the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So out comes Yoko with the least geisha people I've ever seen in my life. Once again, a couple of Americans set up as geisha. Geisha. I, I never know how to say that word. Yeah. Let's roll with it. You know who else can't pronounce anything in English? Yeah. Ray Rougeau. <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's backstage with Hacksaw. Hacksaw's doing his Hacksaw thing. Lots of troop talk mm-hmm. on this. You know, he's doing this for everybody. And, uh, you know, he's he's getting himself pumped up for this match coming up. Macho uh, even gives a hoe as he comes out. Longer than any match of this show is Mr. Fuji and Hacksaw waving flags at each other. <laughs> I did notice that. I was like, we've got a marching band indoor flag show. It's going on going forever. On. <laughs> going on here. Which I, I guess there was like a commercial break or something because they oh, take could you imagine being there live if they actually did do a commercial break <laughs> in real time? Just constantly With watching these guys three and a half and minutes of these assholes flipping <laughs> flags at each other. At least learn a routine, you know? Let's see some flips here. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> well, we so do fun. come back for break and there's a stare down between Hacksaw and Yoko. Yeah, and this is where, because I must not have been paying attention, this is where I learned that this was not going to be a match. Right. It was just to see if Hacksaw could get Yoko off his feet. Okay. What's with the ref? Yeah. Why is there a ref there? (laughs) What's he doing there? I mean, this is not a match. It's not sanctioned. It will be quite obvious if Yoko gets knocked off his feet. Yeah. Like, what what is he doing there? Not sure. We get the stare down. We get the lots and lots of USA chants. That's the angle they're going for. This was completely designed to elevate Yoko to that next level of heel status. This really, this whole segment puts him in the top heel position going into WrestleMania 9. That's that's what I decided. Yeah, here's the three things that I didn't like about this. Number one, Hacksaw. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, I guess if you're going to sacrifice an American, he's the guy you do. He runs at this guy 50 times before he actually knocks him down. So I think even the King says, how many tries are you going to give him? Yeah. He tried it once. He couldn't do it. He tried it twice. He couldn't do it. He tried three times. Couldn't do it. Like, yeah. Third time he hurts his shoulder. Yeah. He starts reeling just a little bit and hurts his shoulder. And Vince makes a light of that and says, you know, go for the shoulder the next time. But that's not the point. That's not what he's going for. He's trying to knock him off his feet. Two, why are you giving Hacksaw the prestige of knocking Yoko down? Like, why wouldn't you give that to Hogan or Hart? Uh, like, like going into WrestleMania, no one's even re- knocked this motherfucker down, but no, they give that to Hacksaw 
I feel like this was to elevate Yoko as much as possible. So he make him as much of a possible threat as possible to Bret Hart going into WrestleMania. Right. Because we needed something else. Like, okay, he won the World Rumble. You know, he's beaten a bunch of red tights. He's beat Virgil. You know, that that's pretty much it. That's all we got on him right now. I don't know what they've given him on challenge, but I don't think it's been too much else. Otherwise, we probably would have seen some kind of recap on that end. So we needed something to elevate him to that next level of, all right, I don't think Bret Hart can beat this guy. Well, and that's the third thing. Yoko finally gets knocked down by attempt number 473. So Axel wins, quote unquote, quote and unquote, he's yes. swinging his flag around and then Yoko throws salt in his eye and then beats the living hell out of him. Yeah. And then the ultimate insult drapes the flag over Axel Jim Duggan and Bonsai drops him. The United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the empire of Japan. I get it. He's a sore loser. He's a cheater. He used salt. He couldn't face him like a man. But now he's defaced the country. The United States has been mocked. Suddenly and deliberately attacked. The flag was on our American hero, Hacksaw Jim mm -hmm. Duggan. Mm -hmm. And the, the evil Japanese guy has squashed him with the flag over his body. It's a patriotic insult. A date which will live in infamy. And now we will be avenged by Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> Brett the Hitman Art. That's true. I didn't like, think what the about fuck that. is the story yeah. here? <laughs> yeah, America couldn't get the job done, so here comes Canada. And you're the, the meanest people, the meanest, toughest people in the world <laughs> from Canada are going to take this guy down from Japan. That's like, yeah. what's, what do you expect us to cheer for? Because it's basically an American promotion for all intents and purposes sure. right now. Sure. Like, avenge us, Canadians! Please yeah. avenge us. <laughs> we couldn't do it. We couldn't do it. Up north, help us. Bring down your cold thoughts. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I didn't even think of it like that, but that is so true. Well, I mean, do they, they don't really push, after this point, they don't really push the USA versus Japan angle moving into WrestleMania, do they? It's well, more just Brett versus Yoko at that point. Yeah, until Hogan puts his nose into it. Oh, of course, yes. Not, not yeah. really. But, yeah, so you know you're in big trouble. You know you got to save the day when Rene Goulet comes out. When Rene Goulet <laughs> and the rest of the uh, people in suits are showing up, something horrible has happened to our heroes. Yeah, this is the point where Yoko's saying, I put my balls in your face. <laughs> they got Axel spitting up blood. Yeah, oh, that was good. Stretching him out. The flag is left in the center of the ring. Oh, I love that. How they That was that was the ending shot. It was just the tight close-up on the American flag to the blur out. All right, not, not to jump to the end, but mm -hmm. my match of the night and red mm -hmm. tight of the night is about to, about to appear on screen. Here it comes. Holy it comes. shit, this match. It's the Beverly Brothers. If this is the last time we see the Beverly Brothers, oh my God, they went out with a bang on this one. Yeah, like, you know what? Fuck it. It's our last day. We're, We're going to kill, kill somebody. somebody. <laughs> Easily. Pete Christie and Bob East. Yeah, Pete Christie and Bob East. And you could tell both of these guys did not have too much experience because they die. Pete's got two matches to his name, and Bob had five. 
And this is the exact reason why they stopped wrestling <laughs> after this match. The Beverly Brothers fucking kill these guys. <laughs> this was the greatest match of the night. Absolutely the greatest match. And it was only furthered by the finishing maneuver because their finishing maneuver became the ultimate. This, I, I had to rewind it. So I said before several times to say, did that just really happen <laughs> yes. on live TV? Um, oh my God. You know what? I can't say it anymore. I, I cannot say that fully going off the top of the hell in the cell. <laughs> no. It's the most incredible thing I've ever seen somebody do. Nope. It's this red tight. Yeah. Getting his face <laughs> fucking spiked. <laughs> head first at about eight feet in the air. Yep. Oh my God. This was awesome. It's the Beverly Brothers. They're pushing that the Beverly Brothers want to rematch against the Steiners. Okay, sure. I don't know why anybody put a rematch yeah. against the Steiners. Well, at least give them a chance to pull this shit off. This is what I was hoping for because the yeah. Beverly Brothers are so fucking devastating. Yeah. And the Steiners are too. I was like in a modern time when they would give both sides a chance to have like a real offense. Mm -hmm. I would love to see this match today instead of having the heels always do the same chicken shit heel act against uh, against a hero. Because yeah. to watch the Beverly Brothers actually take on the Steiners in a real match where they've all got to do their shit mm -hmm. would have been awesome. Absolutely. No Fredo Macho. I can handle things. I'm smart. Not like everybody says. And um, No, he's gone, man. A lot of commentary about Yoko. I like how they come in. They've, they've got their... Their new decked out capes going on. They do their big look at our capes. They they actually <laughs> gave him they gave them an ent entrance. Yes, we heard their music again for like oh, the second time ever. Yeah, we heard them. They came down to the ring and everything. They haven't done that forever. They're usually in the ring by the time they're ready to to go here. We start out with the Bo Blake one. Freddie Mercury is in the ring first, and he yeah. gets he gets slapped yeah. in the face for real, and so then that's Bob East. Bob gets tripped. Bo Blake mustache flips him up by his feet, takes him off his feet with his own arm. Yeah, he's like playing with him. And then like the second time he goes for it, he like gives him like a little fake first and then goes down and just does it again. Yeah. He's, I don't think the Beverly's like these guys at all. They must have pissed <laughs> him off like backstage. They're like, you know, they're meeting, trying to do their thing. It's like, all right, guys, we're going to have a good match, right? And Bo Blake's are just like, yeah, whatever. Both like non-mustache gets tagged in and really kicks him in the stomach to the point where he falls down and Bo Blake doesn't even know how to react because he just crumples. Yeah. He has no idea what's going on here. Bob gets a nice little double arm a suplex takedown there and he gets thrown. This, this is like the new move of the name wrestlers just to throw your opponent into his tag team partner to get him to tag. As if to say, here, we're done yeah, with you. We're done with you. We're going to beat this guy up. And yeah. beat this guy up, they do. Yes, <laughs> yes, they do. So just making this right, Pete Christie, older and much stupider brother of Chris Christie, I'm guessing, at this point, <laughs> fully concussed after this. The finishing move of the Beverly Brothers, to remind you, is Mustache Bo Blake flings the guy into the rope, throws him in midair, mm -hmm. and then Mustache lists Bo Blake. Yes. Should pretend to drop the guy's head straight into the mat, but this guy goes head first into the mat at literally eight feet. Yeah. He was thrown into the air quite high, 
And yeah, he's supposed to come down like if you're belly flopping on water or something. But this guy comes down head first, head first. And you just see his whole body crumple. Fatality. His head hits the mat and there's just no motion there afterwards. His, his head goes down and like crumples like a, a bendy straw. And I'm like, holy shit. And then to pin him, Bob Blake mustacheless pushes his head down. I'm like, don't touch his head. It is awful. Oh, God. It looks so bad. It looks so bad. Did he survive that? At this point, I don't know if he had a chance to say, are you okay? No, he doesn't give a shit. He just goes right for it. It's like, I'm going to move this. He's like, no, please don't. Oh. <laughs> like, all I can think of is while he heard this guy's pin, he just hears like, Bo Blake too is like a chiropractor and is like, dude, I think I broke my neck. Don't worry, I'll take care of that for you. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. The thing that broke Big E's neck did not look this bad. No. no. This guy goes, oh my God, I keep on rewinding it because holy shit. It's awful. It's awful. It's so good. <laughs> so bad. It's good. It's the replay in slow motion. Yeah. The replay. Oh, God. I just want to look at Wait, wait, hold on. I, I pause it at the perfect spot. <laughs> oh my yeah it's just you're just watching his poor head crumple i've never seen anything that horrible that is so bad that is so bad i don't, I don't know how he survived that i'm not sure he did <laughs> really not oh my god and just the way his body crumples at the end it's like that oh my god you, you did not know how to take that move correctly no this thing absolute hidden gem of wrestling was this match <laughs> it wasn't even that long but it was so good like everything about it was a great match yeah. yeah spoiler alert for the end of the episode the triple threat tag team tables ladders and chairs from wrestlemania <laughs> fuck that noise <laughs> watch this bo blake match on this, superstars yeah. from february of 93 93 the very last match on the card <laughs> go and watch it it's amazing it's absolutely amazing and the finish is the best it didn't need to be any longer or any shorter it had everything you need in that match i know something that'll bring us down from that uh, tatanka promo yeah and it's not even a tatanka promo it's tatanka plugging our headlock for hunger so I did do this one just so we could at least have a Tatanka promo. Because even though he's not doing a promo, he still does the Tatanka boogie woogie woogie in here. <laughs> and he, and he, you know, hits all his checks on this as well. Almost all of them. He didn't have as much time. So anyway, here we go. Just as Tatanka and my people speak to the great spirit, check, for blessings. <laughs> we at the WWF appreciate your help for people that are less fortunate than us. Let's get a hold on headlock for hunger. That's a double hold. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Hold on hunger? No. Headlock on hunger? No. It's hunger no. on held? No. It's, it's, <laughs> he's holding the headlock, like, and that headlock has hunger. It, it, he, the guy that he's got in he a headlock is hungry. <laughs> it's like he's stuffing food into his face. Eat this, damn it. Okay, Chris, thanks. <laughs> You're done for the day. Yeah, they didn't blur the address on this one, so we can still send checks to someone if we want to. We can still send checks to, to. The, to the Red Cross. Yeah. So I'm uh, guessing it, maybe it's the same address for them. That's why they didn't blur it out, but, you know. This actually depressed me. Sean Mooney's going, hey, we've been making a lot of progress, but there's still much work to do. 
And I'm like, this was 30 years ago. It's there's still hungry people. Oh, uh, there is. We yeah. suck. We do suck. <laughs> there's only so much you can do, man. Oh my god. Then I don't know what the hell happened because high energy uh, showed up. Holy shit! Like hard. You're like Coco, stop taking cocaine. <laughs> Coco's <laughs> He's like piss. <laughs> I have never seen piss Coco before, but to watch him just stare at the screen was haunting. <laughs> yeah, he's like, beware. Coco, beware. Coco coming to get you. Oh, and to the back, like, holy shit, what the hell just happened? Oh, I guess we're doing a heel promo now. Yeah. Coco's like, we're going heel. He eats bird on live television. It's <laughs> the head on. I'm fucking you fuckers. Holy shit. I've been taking my Echo Pro, damn it. I got off the wind. I'm on the nitros now. <laughs> 39 minutes, just pause it, and Coco looks badass. Yeah, he takes his sunglasses off. Oh my god. Yeah, he is he is in, in a world of hurt right now. Somebody's like, we gotta get you guys less happy out there. <laughs> Coco just got his royalty check and he is not amused. <laughs> <laughs> so in- <laughs> Bringing a brother down again. <laughs> so mad. He is so so pissed off. And Jeremy Pivens in the house. Oh, this was he calls out the hitman. I was like where do you think you're lot you are in the pecking order to call out like he doesn't call out anybody else he goes straight for the hitman like how he's going to take his title from yeah. the hitman like is there going to be like another one of these like stupid matches that comes up that's the hitman versus repo like there was with virtual or hey, something like that i went i saw this match live SummerSlam yeah. 90 for a title repo versus heart oh. when he was like smash <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, when you had the Hartman Foundation against Demolition. Yeah. But no, you are no longer Smash. You've turned yeah. into the Hamburglar. Yeah. And the other guy is world champ. So not yeah. going to happen for you. Not going to happen. Like, yeah, you you are way down the pecking order to be calling out the champ right now. You, you're you not even like in Shawn Michaels' like Intercontinental League at this point. No. You, like, you should be calling out Skinner. Yeah, you're losing the Virgil. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He might lose to Coco. C- Coco will kick his ass. Coco's <laughs> going to kick everybody's ass. Tune Coco's in. coming for you. <laughs> Next week's episode, Coco just keeps on running in and destroying everybody. That's awesome. <laughs> what the hell happened what to Coco? Happened? Coco started taking the Eka Pro. Just murdering people left and right. <laughs> We're like, holy shit. What the hell? <laughs> Did someone promise him a push? And what happened? Yeah. Why is he... Yeah. Uh, Nasty boys show up. This is like our 18th promo in a row. Yeah, this one was kind of unnecessary, but I guess it's because these are more of the, these are not the regional promos. These are just kind of like the, the overlying promos. Cause we already saw the nasties at the very beginning of this. And we, you know, they'd already called out the money Inc, which is what they're doing in this one. The only thing I had to say about this was it didn't look like sags. Shoot. I can't remember again. Blonde sags, blonde knobs. Blonde, blonde knobs. Blonde knobs. I gotta remember that. Blonde knobs. You know uh, what helps? Sags has sags tattooed to his arm. Oh, well, that would help. <laughs> I have to see that. Yeah. So knobs. That's so he can tell like, himself apart from yeah, knobs. Yeah, I guess so. It's like, I don't know who the fuck I am. I remember a tattoo sags to my arm. Yeah, right. Nope. Nope. I'm sags. I just checked. I'm sags. Gotta check. Yeah. <laughs> so on my left to my right. But anyway, knobs doesn't seem like he can talk too much in this so like sag starts and usually like they they go fairly even 
mm-hmm. throughout the whole promo, like Sags does his bit, then it goes right into knobs or, or back the other way. This one starts with Sags and he goes like excessively long and then he pushes it to knobs and knobs seems like he can't talk. Like he kept not slurring over words, but like, just like stumbling over things. He said something like you, you jever, jever know who you're going, you're going to meet yeah. at some point. So I was wondering, like, was he like screwed up during this one? So like, high. You, you take this one. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I'll just dude, say something at the end. <laughs> I didn't know we were doing promos today and I am so high. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, that's what I think happened here. Did your ending screw up too where they went with the next week Shawn michaels versus tatanka but they didn't have like any commentary over it yes. or anything it was just like a dead card yeah it, it just showed up like as a, a little you know screenshot there that wasn't the end of it because we do have a little bit after that but as far as like they started with that they did like a little next week thing mm-hmm. Shawn michaels versus tatanka and then mine because i have ads on my cock i had to wait for the ads to go over and then it comes back to sean mooney after that yeah, and Sean Mooney, in our, this is like our Marvel Cinematic Universe mid-credits sequence, says that the Brutus the Barber Beefcake is going to come back, and they mention Hulk Hogan will, uh, yes. will be behind him. Yes, uh, by his side or something like that. So we're, we're, we're fucked. So this is where WrestleMania 9 is going to take its turn. Then we get another uh, next week on. So they're going to interview Brutai. Okay. We are going to, can you imagine that? Like, we're going to have Crush back from the dead. Yeah, they don't mention anything about his beatdown from Doink. They just say he's going to be back in action. Narcissist the Narcissist. Lord, yes. let's, <laughs> let's just call him Narcissist the Narcissist. <laughs> Nar- like, narcissist the Narcissist. Man. Yeah. Giant Gonzalez. We don't have a single guy who could wrestle so far. Yeah, I'm wondering who they're going to throw him against at this point he's against three dudes so they're gonna oh, that's have, right yeah he's gonna be doing a, a triple red tight well that should be interesting the steiners so yeah that, 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 that that's be gonna good. be cool and money inc and money inc plus a special report on hacksaw oh yeah on a very special <laughs> oh, this is a very special hacksaw episode god imagine if they just went dark hacksaw died he was killed by yokozuna <laughs> They just open the episode like that, and yeah, then they with, go into the, the opening the, credits. With the opening <laughs> in memoriam thing and yes. the ten bells. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would oh, be it. no. That would make Yoko the ultimate heel. The ultimate, yeah. We really got to push him as a big heel. What if, what if he killed, killed a guy? I like it. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> I died once. I blew myself up, and then yeah. Chris Benoit ruined it. Hmm. All right. So that's it, dude. That's the whole episode. That one seemed quick. It was quick. We had short matches, and it was a short episode. Yeah, we yeah, actually recorded yeah. this thing at record time, too. How about us? Yeah. Also, my wife didn't pop in to add 10 minutes to my editing. So that's all. <laughs> Great. Well, that's it. Well, sayonara, Undertaker. Sayonara, Undertaker. And Shawn Michaels has left the building. <laughs>